Why? Thanks. Welcome to Predator Minute, the podcast that breaks down the 1987 action sci-fi horror suspense classic Predator, one minute at a time. I'm John Zabriskie. And I'm Jeff Glover. And with us, we have our returning guests from last week, Scott Corelli and Nick Jimenez. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having us. Hey, thanks for coming back, guys. Really appreciate it. Happy to be here. Of course. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming back. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry for the technical difficulties, but we are <laughs> powering through. Uh, we are on minute 33 of Predator. Minute 33 opens with Dylan approaching Dylan! Mac Dylan! and ends with Billy laughing it up in Predator vision. Mm. The best way to laugh things up. Yes. This is a interesting minute. It's a minute that is in essentially two parts, right? We mm-hmm. get kind of very two distinct halves of this minute. Mm-hmm. Two uh, very different kind of interactions, conversations, what have you. Yeah. So uh, leaving the previous minute, uh, stuff is still on fire. Yeah. Still yeah. on fire. <laughs> as, Dylan burning. Is, as Dylan is approaching Mac and we have a, a nice push in to Dylan's face, as Mac told him in a previous minute over here. And then, yeah, Mac tells Dylan, turn around and looks up in the trees, to, I, I guess, fake out where Dylan should be looking and right. Dylan asks why, but then turns around. And as he turns around, Mac raises a humongous knife behind his back. (gasps) Just like we had talked about in the previous minute about threatening to uh, bleed out Dylan and leave him for dead. If he gave away their position and many minutes ago, but instead of actually stabbing Dylan in the back, he stabs a scorpion from Dylan's back. Raises it up. Scorpion gives some great acting for the camera right here. And Dylan gives him <laughs> Dylan gives him an angry thanks before leaving. And Mac gives his, in my opinion, iconic line of any time as he squishes the scorpion. Thanks. Anytime. I want to ask our guests, having revisited this movie recently for uh being on this podcast. Thank you. Were you uh did the uh the sequence surprise you as it was intended? Hey, like, did like did it surprise me the that Bill Duke didn't murder Carl Weathers? <laughs> right. His, like, his did, did you think he was actually going to stab him in the back that casually? <laughs> I tell you what, it would have been a heck, heck of a turn. It also probably wouldn't have been uncharacteristic because, as I kind of hinted at, uh, I think Bill Duke in this movie is 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 the Gina Rodriguez to Annihilation and Predator. I think he's the one hmm. that goes AWOL. He doesn't go AWOL, but he's the one that yeah. would have gone AWOL if the Predator hadn't shown up. The movie would have been about him <laughs> if had the Predator not shown up. Oh, I I mean, he totally goes AWOL, in my opinion, where he's like singing the Long Tall Sally song later I on after uh, the Predator. Is, <laughs> yeah, is he, he so sweet? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's he true. kills that, that pig. Got he everything you need. In the forest. <laughs> yeah, he has a good time in this one. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he has some some fun. That's for sure. Yeah, he's totally. St- you, you're right. The music, uh, Alan Sylvester, right here, uh, is totally giving us a little fake out yeah. sting too. Just <laughs> dun, those high violins, high strings. Like, yeah. oh my god! Dun. You're right, Nick. Like, what a twist that would stab right hey, here you know what? in the back, right at the end of the first act. <laughs> <laughs> What this will mix things up? I I'm just I'm just curious about like what what is the like the like the screenwriters like what are they trying to tell us in this moment? 
Like what is this guy notices what no one else does? That's a really good question. I've he, thought about he notices that. As well. the yeah, details. me too. That's a good Everyone question. else is worried about this guy almost got hit best mm. by a scorpion, but Mac knows. Mac's always watching. You can't you gotta wake up pretty early. Ooh. You gotta be quite the predator. Mm. Get the drop on old Mac. Hey. <laughs> I, I Mac, also Mac. thought that you know, when he lifts up his knife and we get the shot of that little scorpion. And then, you know, then the next scene, he puts the scorpion down, steps on it with his boot, and his boot lifts up. And all we see is the scorpion sitting there on that little box or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Does the scorpion kind of look a little bit like the predator to you in that quick yeah, scene? Yeah, like that would have been a cool, like, uh, that would have been a cool. Am I, like, am I uh, reaching? I'm, I'm transition. Yeah, I am. If reaching. we already knew what the predator looked like, if we had transitioned from gnarled scorpion in the predator face. <laughs> I mean, I guess it could uh, also be uh, like, like, what, 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 you know, what is a scorpion? scorpion a scorpion is a predator in the in the animal species mm. and and then mm-hmm. he is killing a predator much like a predator will do to him much like a predator will do to mm-hmm. him there's and Arnold schwarzenegger will do to the predator there's always a bigger fish there's always a bigger predator there's always a bigger predator yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which as you know is a great quote from 2018's <laughs> the predator yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh good god stop bringing, so, stop bringing up the movie it is, <laughs> it is painful worth- saying out loud or at least mentioning out loud is is that a real scorpion that we're seeing brutalized and murdered oh i'm gonna let you take this john oh this is most definitely a real scorpion and john mctiernan director director commentary (laughs) he says that creature was indeed hurt for this production (laughs) it was the only one but yeah we killed that and all the behind scenes behind the scenes information Mm -hmm. backs that up (laughs) towards yeah totally squishing it yeah corroborates that in uh in all seriousness i i just take this whole sequence as as mac just fucking with dylan some Mm. more you know like uh we already mentioned last minute that several minutes ago mac and dylan did have a conversation where uh mac kind of threatened him that if he was screwed up again if he gave away their position again he was going to bleed him uh threatening him to to keep in line with the group And I think this is just Max seeing, oh, he's got this bug on him. I have a quick opportunity here to kind of mess with him a little bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) at the same time, kill something, which apparently he takes great joy in. So, you know, it's a way for him to kind of get sort of needle uh, Dylan, kind of poke at Dylan just a little bit more. Mm, Literally, yes. Literally, (laughs) yeah. just uh, the opportunity presented itself. I don't know. I, I like what Nick you were saying before about him noticing these little things because, as we see in about ten minutes of movie time, when Blaine is taken out, Mac is the only one who sees the predator, and he only sees the glowing eyes. But he becomes the one witness to uh, the hunter that is hunting them for a great while. Uh, not until, geez, uh, Dylan and Mac are trying to team up and take on the predator does someone I think actually see the predator um, mm. in, in his invisibility. Mm. Uh, now, John, you, you did a little research here. Do you have a good idea of what uh, type <laughs> of scorpion this could possibly be if it was in fact from Central America? Sure. I mean, this is, this is what predator man is all about. Uh, the scorpion is likely <laughs> a, I looked this up as a, a centroidus limbatus, Latin name for black edge. Of course. Right, of course. Uh, which refers to the colored markings of this species or some kind of variation of the bark scorpion. Get over here! 
Uh, of note also is that its sting is non-fatal. So Mac is really just kind of saving Dylan Mac from well, it sucks that this um, non-lethal uh, bee sting essentially. Just a <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I watched some videos of scorpions and people keep them as pets. And I remember there's one video of a scorpion eating, and it was just oh, that was so disturbing. I, you know, oh. yeah, it was, it was time to stop the scorpion research watching that. So no more of that. <laughs> no, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you do you all see them in uh, California? Is that a you know California I don't look. <laughs> yeah, I I probably have, I probably see more than I think I do, but I'm not I'm not looking. <laughs> Nick just looks straight up and stomps around everywhere he yeah. goes. <laughs> <laughs> Same with Texas. I'm from Texas. We're from Texas, so it's like probably ah, there's some, there's some okay. out there. Um, well, this scorpion becomes iconic in a very near future minute, just looking ahead a little bit in that the predator picks it up as it's fading, but scorpions are cold blooded. There'd be nothing for the predator to see unless mm. somehow smashing it warmed it up <laughs> a lot to the point of like 98 degrees, mm. like the same body heat as people. So there's a little yeah. technicality. Okay. So yeah. that's, that's the, so that's the reason why it's here in the, in the screenplay then is to establish it so that later the predator can like pick it up. Yeah. It's a good point. I guess <laughs> we become so laser focused. We're like, why is it in this one minute? <laughs> well, like, like think of like a minute ahead. Like, no, exactly. Scott, good catch. Cause that's why it's in there. Not in the yeah. original script, but it's here in the in the the, the shooting script. Uh, so, does anyone else have anything to add about the uh, scorpion murdering scene uh, before we get to our uh, great setup and joke here by Hawkins? Uh, I, w- I will say that any time becomes uh, my line for Mac, and it's a fun one to say, like under your breath to someone for saying you know, when they say thank you, but also uh, just like as they're walking away, just go anytime. And <laughs> occasionally people have heard me and they say like, what? Like, oh, I was just saying you're welcome. Like, it's just <laughs> those little things. It's just like that knee jerk thing. Like, ah, sorry. It's this podcast I do. And no, we, we're not going to mm-hmm. talk about that. We're just, yeah. Uh, but anytime is also the colloquial name of the predator in this movie. So online, people, That's right. in, in shorthand, yeah. they won't even say jungle hunter, which is like the official title of this predator in this movie, but it, they'll say uh, the name anytime because that's one of the lines he mimics uh, from this minute. Is he credited as Jungle Hunter <laughs> in the movie? Where does that come from? He is, and like the shape uh, it's Halloween just because they had a. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and yep, the shape. Yeah. In uh, Predator Two, he's called City Hunter. So there you go. He's oh, there you just, go. Yeah, he's coming up with the names based on where like he's doing that. the hunting. It's like a special action figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. like City, oh, City Hunter Predator, Jungle Hunter Predator, oh, Water Hunter, Hunter Predator, un- Underwater Hunter Predator, <laughs> Construction <laughs> Worker Predator, yeah. oh. Construction Dead Worker, <laughs> Arctic Freeze <Nurse> Predator, predator. <laughs> Tropical Predator. <laughs> <laughs> Teacher predator. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, no, no, no. We're gonna we're gonna stay away from like actual things where <laughs> someone could be a predator. Oh, stop oh. it, John! I was having a nice little moment there. <laughs> hey. hey, I'm here to yeah, straighten you, straighten you out there. But yeah, like the theme predator. Oh, there. I mean, yeah, you have tons of predator toys out there. There's all these NECA figures and. Oh yeah, I. I was actually, you know, as a kid, I was, I was unfamiliar. I was familiar with Predator and Alien through toys and comics as like figures in pop culture, you know, because I, yeah. I didn't watch the movies until I was like, I think a teenager, I think. And right. but I, I knew Predator and Alien because, you know, in the ni- 90s, I would go to like a KB Toys or what have you and see these like hyper realistic, gory Todd McFarlane 
action figures. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, these guys are hardcore. Isn't that crazy how in the 80s they were like, oh, here's an ultra-violent R-rated movie called RoboCop. Let's let's take that and make an action figure out of it and sell it to six. RoboCop is definitely another one where I, I knew him from Toy yeah. Stories. Well, and that's but but that's the thing is like their their logic there was like, oh, kids can't see this movie, but they want to, and they think the thing is cool right. on the poster. So let's give them a toy to play it's with. Pretty genius, yeah. Yeah, it mm-hmm. was genius because I was one of those kids. Yeah. Like I ab- you know, uh, I I've talked to John about this before, but RoboCop and actually Predator were the two first R-rated movies I ever saw, probably around when I was seven or eight. Yep. RoboCop you was know, my first huh? R-rated movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, me too. That was actually my first. And I saw it at a friend's house uh, on Laserdisc oh. at his uh, second, I believe it was his second uh, grade birthday yeah. party. Jeez. There's something childlike yeah. about, about them. About RoboCop? <laughs> Rob, RoboCop and Predator. Yeah. It's a little bit like what a, what a boy, what a little boy or a child thinks grownups are like. Uh-huh. Like when you mm. when you're a kid, you think all grownups are like Bill Duke or Carl Weathers or Arnold Schwarzenegger, or Jesse the Body Ventura. Those are like what your dad's friends look like. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And like RoboCop, that's how you think being a cop works. Yeah. I just imagined a bunch of little kids walking around being like, "I'm a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus." Oh yeah, <laughs> a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus. What the hell does that mean? Yeah, having no idea what it means. Classic kids. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's so kids. Yeah. Oh man. All right. So speaking of inappropriate things, uh, the second half of this minute, we get a nice joke about a vagina, about an extra large vagina, in fact. Billy, Billy. The other day, I was going down to my girlfriend. I said to her, "Jeez, you got a big pussy. Jeez, you got a big pussy." She said, "Why did you say that twice?" And I said, "I didn't." See, it's because of the echo. <laughs> yeah, I, my question uh, to you guys for our guests is, uh, what do you think about this joke? Do you think it's a good joke? Do you think it's a, a funny I, joke? I think it's, I think it's a terrible joke for. I mean, I mean, co- content-wise aside, it's a bad joke. Like, it's not a good joke. Uh, <laughs> no, it's it's like a cheesy like Bazooka Joe joke. Like, mm-hmm. it's. That's Except X-rated, it's X-rated, yeah. but it's or but R-rated. that's what it is. Like yeah. it's a Bazooka Joe joke. Like it's not good. It's it, it's perfect, but it it's perfect in its situation, which is yeah. like one kind of soldier delivering it to another soldier to kind of like, and it's kind of like I don't know. Like I it, it, I, I admire its form in a way. I don't know because <laughs> it, it surprises me. Well, you have to. He has to explain. He the does. Punchline, he does. Right? It's almost like, that. Almost yeah. is why it's funny. Is like because he has right, to right, take that extra yeah. step to explain it, and then it's kind of like you know how like when you're when you're like awake for a long time or whatever, and the person next to you, you're just like kind of punch drunk, and just like the stupidest stuff will make you laugh. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that mm-hmm. yeah. feeling that I'm getting. Yeah, yeah, they've just gone through this very stressful situation, and we've seen earlier in the movie Hawkins tries to make Billy laugh uh, yeah. with no mm-hmm. success. Yeah, this and this so really we mirrors get, that. I mean, the way he grabs Billy's attention and the chopper is he has to say his name twice. And then he gives him the joke. So it's pretty much the exact same uh, setup from before. He just very, very uh, in a minor way changed the joke. 
not that different. <laughs> I do like Billy's sort of slow roll reaction to it. I think I think this whole interaction is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you like the joke, I think the, the delivery and how he kind of like Shane Black sort of backs away slowly until he sees uh, Billy <laughs> smile yeah. and he knows he's done his job. And then Billy gives that great big sort of belly laugh. <laughs> and that's the only time we really see him smile or laugh yeah. about anything. It, it's in this one movie. of the more memorable yeah, parts of the great. movie for me. It's something I always look forward to. Yeah. It's almost like Rankin Bass level like laugh. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. like, it's, it's, it's as much as a character arc as anybody who's not Dutch or Dylan is going to have <laughs> in this movie where in the beginning, sure. in the beginning it couldn't make Billy laugh. And now he can. <laughs> so like Hawkins, you know, Hawkins can die happy now. I, would I gotta, say. I gotta laugh out of Billy. <laughs> I finally gotta laugh out of Billy. And then, why does Billy laugh like Santa Claus? <laughs> and then, and then it threw the predator filter is even better. <laughs> oh, it's terrifying for the oh, predator yeah. filter. It's yeah, yeah, it's horror movie esque. Just. Oh wow! You just took something I was mildly happy about and you twisted it. And again, uh, you see the zoom in and the predator vision along with the yeah. vertical audacity scroll. Like, oh, you must be recording this. Hopefully, it's not right, just muffled or breaking the limit or anything like that. It's just—is he going to use this for later? Like, what an odd thing to choose to record if he's recording. <laughs> it does turn into a very high pitched. Like- well. You're right, like horror, like like a doll laughing at yeah. you in a in a scary and, and we horror do, movie. Here, here's yeah. something I never thought about before: uh, the predator very memorably laughs at the end of this movie. Can yes. predators laugh, mm-hmm. or is it mimicking Billy? Mm-hmm. Is it? I don't think I've ever nature about or that nurture. <laughs> is it learned behavior? <laughs> right, yeah. or unable to do it? Well, we learn in Predator Two that they can scream like little girls. <laughs> Uh, when, the, when the predator's on the right. pipe on the side of the building. Oh, man, I love that part. <laughs> you love that part so much. I do. I love that part so much. I love Predator 2 so much. It's oh, underrated man. for sure. What a great movie. It's super underrated. It's not a great, it's not a good movie, but it's a great movie. <laughs> Depending on the day, it's my, it's my second or third favorite Predator movie. Yeah, there you go. Uh, It's definitely my favorite Predator sequel, uh, hands down. Yeah, same. All right. Well, uh, so we get our our, uh, pretty great uh, joke here. Um, Did you guys have anything else to add about this joke before we wrap up this minute? Because that that, kind of brings us to the end of this minute. I I think my last note was um, seeing this as a very human moment uh, between two people where you're trying to make someone laugh so hard. Like, who knows how long this has been going on? Maybe years where Hawkins hasn't been able to crack Billy, but finally he makes it happen. I was wondering if you guys have any quick stories about a time you made someone laugh or react and, and you've been working on them for like forever. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't think of a situation where I've ever been like trying and failing to make someone laugh. Not to say that like, oh, I make everybody laugh. But like I but in, in terms of like, right. I've never I don't think I've ever consciously been like, I'm going to make this person laugh. I, I can't ever imagine a, a situation where where that's happened for me anyway, personally. 
Okay. I don't yeah. know about you, Nick. Uh, yeah, I guess, you know, like, uh, I'm always, I'm never like trying to make my, my dad, like my dad's not a big like laugher. Like he's a really happy, per- he's a happy person, mm-hmm. but he's not like a big like jokester laugher. Like, I don't know what I'm saying, but like, so <laughs> I know like it's almost like master splinter. Like it's like, like when he does like make a joke or like do it, it's like, Hey, like <laughs> cool. Or, and it's kind of. Yeah, and I it's kind of conversely, like when I make my dad laugh, I feel like I'm like, oh, that 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 guy is. I feel like I'm still learning his sense of humor, even though I've known him like my whole life. But that's probably a lot of people's dads. I made a funny. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's awesome. So John and I are both teachers, yeah. and uh, John, you can probably identify with this when you finally get that kid to laugh. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Maybe true. That's very on true. For you know. Yeah. Six months, you know, and uh, all you want from this kid, this super quiet kid or introverted kid is to get a reaction out of him or to make him chuckle or something. And you finally hit that moment. You say the right thing yeah. or, or make the right joke. Uh, yeah, That's always yeah. a good feeling. So yeah. I, I identify with Hawkins here a little bit in, in that regard. Nick, did, did something pop up or you're like, oh, yeah, like. Oh, no, but yeah, you're right. That is that is such an yeah. accomplishment when you're able to like make a with, yeah, with a kid or like when or conversely, yeah. when a kid can make you laugh that that I remember that feeling being really cool as a kid. If I were mm-hmm. to make like an adult or like a younger adult or like a teenager laugh. Like, oh, yeah. Was, yeah. Oh, yeah. When, if you were a kid and you made the adults laugh. Yeah, that's you've you've hit the big time. Yeah, it totally happened. I was on this uh, zoo field trip with uh, my middle school today and. <laughs> This uh, bottle falls out of this kid's pocket and it's full of like, you know, red Kool-Aid or something like that. I say, what's in that bottle? He goes, my blood. <laughs> I, just, I just could not stop laughing because it's the kid I know from class who just has this total dry sense of humor that normally doesn't land with me. But like this one for whatever reason, because it's rolling along the ground at his zoo. It's like, why not? That's this is, and it's such a morbid thing for like a sixth grader yes, to say. Yes. It's my blood. <laughs> it's my blood. Uh, it felt good to laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a Billy learned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right. Oh, John, before we uh, wrap up this minute and move on to recommends, mm-hmm. Should we cue the Contra music? We have one kill, correct? We do have a confirmed kill. <laughs> confirmed by the director himself. <laughs> they indeed killed the yeah. scorpion. So we're adding this up to the bad guy kill count. So far we have, including this minute, 92 people, I guess, 92 kills so far in the movie, mm. either on screen or implied off screen. Uh, so far we have eight good guys on that kill count. We have 84, ding, ding, ding bad guys now if you add the scorpion under max boot and yes i'm kind of the scorpion as a bad guy because it was on dylan's back yeah well and it was a, a real kill it was the only actual organism that was killed in this film so i think we have to include it <laughs> right yeah because clearly the gorillas are fine in the last minute we saw some guy just kind of moving around still like i oh, I, I, I hope at here? the when you reach the conclusion of this show i hope that you guys are planning on uh, playing in memoriam music and reading off every single one of these kills. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, the, they have the perfect memoriam music for this movie. Alan Silvestri does about a, what a minute, one and a half minute track at the very end when you see the chopper picking up Arnold at the very end <laughs> amongst all the smoke and dust. Yeah, it's just so this. Tender. It's really. They're perfect. Yeah, it's, it's, 
Pretender. It's Al yeah, Silvestri's it's, score it's also be... underrated in this movie. I think. I think it's one of my favorite. Yeah, it's Back to the Future Correct. score, right? Mm-hmm. Agree. You know, there's yeah connection with you guys. Love love that Back to the Future score, and you hear a lot of bits and pieces. I think he came to this movie off a of recommend. Yeah, that's sort of that's oh, sort of right. iconic jangle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you guys have anything else to add to this? Minute, minute thirty-three. I don't think so. No, just shout, shout out Scorpions. Okay. The, the Scorpions, yeah. the eighties hair metal band. <laughs> yeah, them. It's a change of my jam back in the day. I say. <laughs> Alrighty, so yeah, we're talking recommends one more time before letting our guests go. So if you guys have something uh, in the chamber that you'd recommend to listeners, um, now's the time. Yeah, we kind of uh, we talked a lot about Marvel last week so uh, I, I think mm-hmm. uh, take a moment to celebrate the distinguished competition mm-hmm. I, I want to take a moment to recommend uh, DC Universe's Doom Patrol. Uh, Doom Patrol not hearing a lot of people talk about it because it's on the DC Universe app and uh, not a lot of people have, have, have taken a look at that I think it's a great service especially if you're a DC fan but even, even just taking away the fact that like all of Batman the animated series is on it even taking away all of the comics and DC animated series uh, I think it's worth at least giving it a try to catch up on Doom Patrol because uh, I think it's a terrifically creative show uh, as great performances by Brendan Fraser, Matt Bomber, Timothy Dalton, uh, Diane Guerrero. And uh, it, it, it kind of, I don't think I've ever, I haven't talked about it out loud yet, but it, it kind of reminds me of when I was first starting to watch Doctor Who, where I would mm. sit down and would start an episode and think, I have no idea what's about to happen. Yeah. But I can't wait to see these characters again and see what kind of like adventures they get into. And, yeah. And it's just a really, it's a lot more profane and gross than Doctor Who. But uh, but yeah, so if, you're, if you've been thinking about giving it a try, I think it's worth it just to watch uh, Doom Patrol. Yeah, Doom Patrol is absolutely fantastic. So I'll definitely mirror, uh, mirror that and say... Uh, uh, I give it a hearty recommend as well. It is, it is, it is excellent. And I mean, who doesn't want to see Brendan Fraser as a robot man wearing, uh, wearing yeah. a punk rock t-shirt and a leather and a leather That's jacket? I mean, come on. Where has Brendan Fraser been? Yeah. That's amazing. So, yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> uh, so I will recommend something uh, that I guess will give you guys a little bit of a little bit of an exclusive, uh, be- because uh, I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm, 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 I'm probably safe recommending this here because it's whatever, and I'm gonna say good things, so it's also whatever. But I, I happen to see. Don't worry, we have twenty listeners, <laughs> and they will all. Well, I, I happen to see uh, a, a, a very early uh, sneak preview of a film that's opening this fall called um, uh, "Won't You Be My Neighbor." Uh, it's a documentary. Oh, that's the documentary. Yeah. What's the what's the Probably beautiful day in the neighborhood? That's right, beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yeah, beautiful day in the neighborhood is the movie that I saw. Um, it's a it's a movie right. in which Tom Hanks plays Mr. Rogers, Ooh, and it's yeah, it. and it's uh, it, it's it's not what you think it's gonna be. It's not really a biopic. It's about a a very particular situation that involves. Uh, Mr. Rogers and a different character. I don't want to spoil anything, uh, but it's 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 very very good. And uh, Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers is insane, uh, and and so so good. Uh, he is definitely going to win uh, Best Actor. Like the only thing that is could stop him from winning Best Actor are all the other actors in this movie because uh, everyone is. Everyone oh, wow. is so so good in this. It's got Chris Cooper in it. I think I have a guess oh. as to what uh, what what scene or what situation you're talking about. Okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, Chris Cooper uh, is yeah, in it, yeah. um, and 
what is his name? Matt. Um, the Americans. Yeah, the guy from the Americans, Matt Reese or yeah. Rice or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, the guy from Veronica Mars, the dad from Veronica Mars. What is? Oh yeah, like Enrico. Enrico. Caleton. Yeah, okay, Caliente or whatever. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, and he's in Galaxy <laughs> Quest. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Just shoot me. Yes, totally. That always used to be my go-to for him, and and he's drifted away from just shoot me in my mind apparently. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really really great movie. Like, I mean, I saw a very early cut that obviously like had like some editing work and things to do, but I mean, it's not opening until the fall, um, and and so they've got plenty of time to like make it. Uh, 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 just like a really, really tight film um, that I'm sure that it will become, and mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's going to be like the Oscar bait movie this year that everyone's going to be talking about. So um, be on the lookout for that one. So it's an early recommend. You can't watch it yet, but you will, and then you'll remember this. Uh-huh. Like, oh yeah, that guy on oh, Predator so Minute cool. told me <laughs> to li- early, watch this yeah. <laughs> Mr. Rogers movie. <laughs> I <think> in yeah. <laughs> It'll be a really great moment. <laughs> Oh man, that's so cool! You saw that. I I've heard about this project, that movie, and uh, I've been excited ever since I heard about it. So, wow, uh, yeah. man, that's a great recommend. Cool. Well, thanks, guys, yeah. for the recommends. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, Jeff, do you have uh, something to recommend? Maybe, uh, yeah. maybe further out. Maybe something for the winter uh, coming up. <laughs> <laughs> my well, my recommend. Uh, I'm going to steer back towards uh, the horror, which I tend to do. Yeah, that's what I love that horror. Yeah. My my recommend is a little more general, though. Um, so as a horror fan, if, if any one of you out there is a horror fan and you have not subscribed to the streaming service called Shudder, you are failing in your horror fandom. It is a, the, a fantastic streaming service. It costs $5 a month. Um, I highly recommend you you subscribe to Shudder. But that's not my actual recommend. It sort of is. But specifically... <laughs> on Shudder, I'm going to recommend that uh, Shudder has brought into their staff uh, a guy named Joe Bob Briggs. Have any of you ever heard of Joe Bob? Joe Bob Briggs? Are you kidding me? I grew up with Joe Bob Briggs. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so so did I. Joe Bob Briggs is why I love horror movies. I, I used to stay up late, past my bedtime, sneak downstairs, turn on the HBO or movie channel, what he was on. And I would watch Joe Bob's uh, drive-in. And he introduced me to genre films, weird films, horror movies, uh, stuff I would have never seen if it wasn't for Joe Bob. And Shudder has brought Joe Bob onto their channel. And um, so far, he's done two specials with them. He did an all-night movie marathon. And then at Christmas time, he did another movie marathon. And they were so popular that Shudder has... Uh, commissioned him to do a weekly show where every Friday night he's going to do uh, a double feature where he does his horror host stuff. And uh, if you've never seen Joe Bob, it's hard to explain him, but he uh, is an encyclopedia of movies, of horror movies, of genre films, and listening to him introduce a movie, and then throughout the movie they interrupt it and they come back to Joe Bob and he'll talk about what you just watched and uh, add tidbits and information and uh, trivia about the movie and it's a really, really fun experience to watch a movie with Joe Bob. So I recommend horror, or excuse me, Shudder and uh, 
the new, brand new Joe Bob's uh, show that's going to be on Shudder coming out very soon this year in 2019. Joe Bob Briggs here, and tonight the movie that answers the question, what's eating the American farmer? Man-eating porcupine tumbleweeds with enormous teeth are about to escape from their outer space prison and head to Grover's Bend, Kansas to munch on the population. I'm talking, of course, about critters with the best intergalactic monsters since Zsa Zsa Gabor starred in Queen of Outer Space and they wear a lot less makeup. I've been watching a lot of court TV lately. Oh, cool. Nice. nice. Are you yeah. guys big horror fans, Scott, Nick? Definitely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Cool. So three out of four right of us. I'm, I'm a big horror <laughs> fan, and I, I keep on trying to bring John over to the dark side. But oh, he too sensitive, man. I just uh, Stuff scares me too much. I just end up running up the <laughs> stairs and sleep with the lights on. It's, it's going to bug my wife and everybody else. <laughs> what was that? What was that noise? <laughs> I love it. I think I recommended a PG-13 horror to you, John, last time. Yeah, I think you... Happy, happy Death, death Day. Day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Happy Death Day's great. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Yeah, good sequel. Fun. Yeah, good sequel. To you. Oh, I haven't seen a sequel yet. I'm, ex- I'm excited. It's, it's really fun. They go, like, full sci-fi with it. That's awesome. Nice. Because yeah, why not? Nice. I mean, yeah, just go for it. Yeah. My recommend is another podcast it's called movie sign with the mads and uh, i would say a lot of riffing on movies and a lot of movie commentaries like this kind of podcast and your guys's kind of podcasts really uh, owe great debt to mystery science theater 3000 uh, from mm. way back in the day where the on-screen human and the robots would just totally totally tear into bad movies uh two of those original writers for that show trace Bolu and frank conniff uh, they team up with Carolina, and they they recently started podcasts called Movie Sign with the Mads, in which they review all manner of movies, uh, classic movies, modern movies, and honestly, because uh, two of those guys have such a rich history in writing riffs and tearing up movies, it, it's best listened to when you're listening to a bad movie. You hear them deconstruct a movie they did not like. Uh, they're, they're just so so funny when they do it and i just really can't wait to to hear frank start to slowly dryly lay out what the next <laughs> comparison is going to be i think uh one joke he said he said, he said something like this movie is so by the numbers that you could earn a math degree watching it <laughs> it's just just little bits all throughout and breaking down like i said classic movies m- modern movies um, movie sign with the mads uh check it out i highly recommend it and uh i think a good jumping in episode would be batman v superman yeah. okay cool yeah, yeah. big uh, big mystery science theater fan nice good recommend and john what was the name of that podcast movie again? sign with the mads and if you listen to Got just it. the intro okay. like you're never gonna forget <laughs> the name of that podcast because that's such a catchy intro written by the brother of frank conniff TV's yeah, Frank. That's a long way to say Frank on his brother. Yeah, TV's Frank. There you we go. got movie sign. Uh, so that's it. So Scott and Nick, we can't thank you enough for joining us for the last couple minutes. We really, really appreciate oh, your yeah. time. Thanks for having us on. And uh, this has been really fun for us and uh, kind of pretty exciting well, for thanks us. Thanks for having so us. We really and if, if, if we want to find... Yeah, thanks for being on. If we want to find more of you guys, where can we hear you? Uh, you? Well, you can uh, follow Nick and I on Twitter. Uh, Nick is uh, Nick M. Jimenez, and I am just at Scott Corelli. 
Uh, and you can listen to our other podcasts. Right now, we're in the midst of covering Hot Fuzz one minute at a time at Cornetto Minute. We're we're having a we're having a good time doing that. But we also we already covered all of Shaun of the Dead, uh, so you can check that out. And if you like Back to the Future, then you can check out Nick and I talk about that for three hundred and forty five episodes. <laughs> we talked about every minute of, yes. of Back to the Future Part One, Part Two, Part Three, and the ride. And uh, that that was it was it was a lot of fun. It's over now, but it was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, it, yeah. I think it's I think it's fairly evergreen. I mean, we still hear from people that are like listening to it from the beginning. Yeah, and are like, oh, this moment. You know, like I don't have any. Yeah. I don't know any of that. I feel like if I listen to our show now, I would be listening to it. For, it would be like I was a listener listening to it for the first time at this point because I have like very I I, I limited mm. memory of it honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the uh, the conventional wisdom is that the the first Back to the Future is the best of the of the trilogy. Do you guys still feel that way after covering it this in depth? It's the only one that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, agreed. It is so good. Yeah. yeah, agreed. And that's like yeah. a hard thing to to be to <laughs> two more. Times. Yeah, right. Yeah. Perfection. Yeah. It's hard. I have a lot. I have a lot of affection for Part Two because when I was a kid, I was sort of fascinated by Part Two because they went to the future. But as an adult, when you go back and watch Part One, it's just it is such a perfect movie. Although we, I think we did, I think the biggest conclusion we came to was that Part Three is like the underrated one. Yeah, like, the three really holds up. Really, more yeah, than two. three, three is really, really great. Like three was such a breath of fresh air after covering two, which was like after you get back from the future, you're just in just just a trudge of 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 depression mm-hmm. yeah, you're in- for a while <laughs> and had we known yeah, what was coming are. in real life <laughs> yeah. yeah the cubs win the world series what yeah <laughs> oh, it was a surprise yes <laughs> that's the one yeah. yes right. <laughs> yeah got a hell you spend business. a lot of time in biff's yes. neighborhood yes. with yes. like newspapers blowing yeah. around the yeah guys i was i was listening to um back to the future two minute and yeah, you guys are talking nothing but Trump Town and Trump this. And gosh, when did you release that? Like 2013 or 2014 or something like that? Uh, like 15, uh, been, no, 16? twenty. It would have been 16, 2016, because we started the show oh. in 2015. Okay. When Force Jesus. Awakens is coming out. Wow. Yeah. So that would have been, yeah, that would have been 2016. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. All your worst nightmares. Yeah. It was just, but, yeah. We, but we had some fun conversations. I remember like uh, we people still talk to us about when we made Principal Strickland into like Mad Max or like the Punisher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. It's a fun conversation comes out of it because it's fun world building. It's just, it's kind of a bummer to like watch over the space of like weeks. Yeah. We were just stuck there for a month and a half. Yeah. 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 Well, and three yeah. is like totally wow. dredging up like the big Western movement of the eighties, just, Hey, like mm-hmm. all these cool, like young guns and Silverado. Yeah. Silverado. Mm-hmm. Like the Westerns are back. Mm-hmm. Like why not th- throw Marty and, and back, <laughs> back. Need <laughs> 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 <Sorry>. your <laughs> reaction. Uh, yeah. Why not throw those characters into a Western? How wacky. Would yeah, that be? for sure. Yeah. All right. Um, so yeah, you can check out all that at a uh, dueling genre. If you, if you're just at your, uh, you're in your podcast app. You can just search for it, or uh, or you can search for Dueling Genre, and they'll all come up. Everything oh, cool. everything we put out will come up. Uh, yeah. Jeff, what about you, kind sir? Where can we find oh, you? Well, of course, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Carl underscore Hungus. Uh, I'll be tweeting about uh, Joe Bob and how awesome he is. So uh, check me out there on the check Twitter. Check me out. John, where can we find you and Predator content on the interwebs? We are on Twitter and Facebook, Predator Minute. 
on Facebook, we have a dedicated listeners group, Predator Minute Listeners Palapa. So stop by and give some thoughts on Predator Minute or Predator or weekly recommends. Uh, you can also email the show, predatorminute at gmail.com. I believe we're all ready to wrap up. So for Predator Minute, I'm John Zabriskie. And I'm Jeff Glover. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. And until next time, stick around. <laughs> la, la, bison tries. La, the, the bison tries. <laughs>